This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is part of a series of interviews recorded at the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference in beautiful Squamish, B.C., where we had the chance to talk to some of the leaders in digital marketing and technology from Canada and around the world. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Shahid Devji here, sitting in for Darian Kovacs, and uh, really happy to be joined with Adam Mills, who is the co-founder, sales and marketing director for Four Winds Brewing. Yes. And so, Four Winds Brewing, if you can explain to our audience what it is, uh, the name is, is pretty self-evident, but why don't you, why don't you explain what you, what you do? Sure. Uh, well, as you said, I'm the sales and marketing director. So. I mean, among other things, I'm also kind of general management, and when you're an owner as well, you, you wear many hats, and we all kind of pitch in and do a lot of different things, but generally speaking, I manage the different teams, the marketing team and the sales team, and sort of the tasting room front of house side of things, and I make sure everybody has the right tools to successfully operate and, and do their jobs. Yeah. So is it, it's fair to say Four Winds is a craft brewery? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. How would you define a craft brewery? Because in my mind, it's, it's small, it's intimate, it's yeah. not done in a mechanical way. Yeah. Is that a good description? Yeah, that's part of it. Um, but the size really doesn't have much to do with it. It's more about the methods and the procedures and how you treat the product and, 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 that, and the ingredients and, and that kind of thing. Because you can actually get very large and still be considered a craft brewery. Um, like Sierra Nevada would be a good example of that. They're, they're massive and, and uh, there's a lot of other American breweries that are really big that are con still considered craft and, and we look up to those guys because they've been able to grow and sustain themselves and still remain true to their craft. Um, so yeah, it's more about practice. So craft brewery and brewing in BC and probably I guess across the world, especially specifically in North America, has grown a lot in the last five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, in BC, I guess we were a little bit behind what was happening in the, in the States, and so it was probably inevitable. Um, but I think people are just moving towards smaller batch, more artisanal type stuff. Uh, they want to kind of know where their products are coming from. Um, they want to buy into the story and the, the ideology behind the brewery. And I think it works in for a lot of different industries, you know, these days. Uh, people are going back to that handmade kind of kind of thing. And, I think it falls into that and I also think that people are realizing that there are such great options out there for beer like you don't have to just stick to the super thin bodied like clear lagers that we were used to uh, um, but yeah I think there's there's it's it's a medium for like endless innovation and it's exciting for people there's a million different ways to manipulate beer and, and I think that's part of it. So we're, we're a marketing show we're at a marketing conference CIMC 2018 and you talked about story and, and yeah. that being sort of a part of you know, what people are looking for. Yeah. How much do you find that to be the case in, in your business and, and the, the customers that you talk to day yeah. to day? How much do they want to support the people behind yeah. the business and, and why they're doing what they're doing? Yeah, there's probably two or more different types of consumers. Some people are just after the liquid and after the product and think it's great and don't care too much about uh, the story and, and others really care about the story and so I think you, we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, be there for both, uh, you know, both sides of it. So, it, to us, the story is very important. We we want to make sure our, our beer is at the highest standards and continually innovate and and, and check ourselves and make sure that we're we're doing the best we can. But we also want to do that with our branding and our marketing and our outreach and our involvement in the community and uh, trying to let people in on on who we are. And so, I think there's a balance of it. Uh, for us, we. Um, 
we would kind of pay we, we pay attention to both sides equally. I yeah. would say. Yeah. So back in the day, Molson and Labatt were you know, clearly competitors, right? Yeah. Craft breweries are, are they competitors, or is there more camaraderie amongst you? At the end of the day, there is some competition, but it's more of a, uh, it's more camaraderie than than anything else. Um, we're friends with all of the other breweries and we share ideas, we call each other, we share ingredients and if someone's short this we'll lend it to them and vice versa and there's a lot of camaraderie in that because at the end of the day our real competition isn't isn't necessarily each other because the essence of craft beer is to experiment and try different beers and you're at a social gathering and everyone's got all these different beers and you're you know you're sharing them and trying new things um, our main competition is is really the big guys uh, the macro breweries because we feel as though there's so much market share to still uh, to, to, to still go after and to still you know turn uh, someone who's drinking uh, mass-produced beer into a craft beer lover over time is, is kind of the goal. And, 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 and so in that way, we're not in so much competition with each other as we are with the bigger guys. Okay, so let's get into how we do that. Right? Yeah. How do you stand out? How do you, you know, as the little guy, yeah. you know, put yourself next to the big guy and say, choose us? It, it, it has to come down to the beer first. There's all kinds of other ways to look at it, but it's the, the, the beer has to be uh, in this competitive landscape, uh, the beer has to be really, really good or just don't even bother, I would say. I mean, there's nearly 100 breweries that have opened up in the last five years in BC. I think it's like 90 some odd. I can't keep track anymore. Um, but the competition is, is, uh, is you know, pretty intense now. Um, so you really got to stand out with your beer. If, it's not, if you're not trying to push the boundaries, if you're not trying to constantly improve, then, uh, then you're going to struggle. Um, the other side is you want to make sure your brand stands out. These days, branding is super important. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, it, it wasn't as important as it is now, but uh, things have changed a little bit. People are looking to buy into something that they like visually as well as what they like uh, taste-wise. And so they're, they're both important, but it, it's got to start with the beer. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you're talking about um, how, how to stand out, how big is the marketing team? Is it just you or are there a couple other people? Um, there's a couple other people. So it's myself and then uh, we have our uh, in-house like graphic designer who's our social media manager. Um, day in, day out, he's just working on new projects and doing all kinds of design work and managing the social media streams. Um, and then we have a photographer uh, that we use. So the, it's basically the three of us that kind of sit down and come up with uh, ideas and, and ways to, to promote and market things. Yeah, as, as a fairly nascent company, I mean, yeah. what is it, five, three, five years? Uh, five, yeah. Five years, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're still obviously focused, you know, business first and yeah. product first, like you said. Yeah. Uh, is, is it, has it been difficult to find time to do the marketing? How much have you focused well, on it? To be honest, we we don't do a whole lot of marketing outside of focusing on our on our on our labels and our brand and our packaging and our social media we don't advertise um, we don't have any other marketing programs or initiatives in the works right now because we can barely keep up to demand so we've been fortunate that way that we sell every ounce we make every week and we run out of beer all the time even though we've been growing and, and uh, constantly adding more equipment to, to make more beer um, we're, we're just constantly trying to respond to the local demand and uh, so we're lucky that way we don't have to we don't have a big marketing budget uh, pretty much all of that budget goes into 
um, packaging and design and uh, festivals. Um, so that's the other big thing that we do do for marketing and, and uh, we get involved in all of the different beer festivals that are going on and we do all kinds of charity events and, and those kinds of things but traditional marketing we don't do a whole lot of that. So, yeah. Where does most of the demand come from for you guys? Um, well we, we distribute all over BC now, a little bit in Alberta and Saskatchewan and that's really only because they've been asking for it. Um, we, we can barely keep up to demand locally and we know that we can sell more in BC, uh, but I would say 60% of our sales are probably in Vancouver, Greater Vancouver, um, 10 to 15 uh, in the interior and the rest of BC, 10 or so on the island, and then spread out a little bit elsewhere. But uh, most of the demand comes from the people that are really in the know about craft beer and they speak to their friends about it and it's recommended by a friend or at a party they see it or whatever and they see it in the liquor store or on tap or on a menu at a restaurant and that's been great exposure for us. We've been lucky enough to, to just have an explosion of accounts come on board and want to carry, carry our products. So, so the, the people who are really into it, you know, we can call them experts. There's lots of experts in the food industry. There's sure. lots of experts in the beer industry. Yeah. How much weight does the opinion of one of those experts carry for you guys? Like, you know, when they talk about you in the media or on their blogs or you know, Instagram pages, did you find that that has a big impact for you? It can. Um, depends on how I guess what their what their reach is, you know. But uh, it does for sure, in the sense that uh, I guess one way to look one way one story is that when we first opened up, we uh, had been doing social media a little bit, but we had had our heads down building a brewery. And we, we didn't really get too involved in, in getting the word out there yet. So when we first opened our doors, uh, it was June 1st, 2013, we opened up and we were like, okay, a bunch of people are gonna come through and try our beer. But we had over 400 people come that day, a brand new brewery. But it's because there's such... Uh, um, it's like a groundswell, right? Yeah, there, there's, there's such like uh, excitement around new breweries and it's kind of a, just an on-trend kind of industry um, that the word of mouth from those, getting back to your question, the word of mouth from those people in the know was super important at the beginning and I believe still is. Um, they still have an impact, absolutely. Yeah. So your, your talk here was the power of a visual story, right, at, yeah. at CMC. Can we talk a little bit about what, what the point behind that is? And you know, when we talk about growing the business, yeah. um, do you see sort of, maybe it's a two-part question, yeah. do you see expansion business-wise coming with more, more efforts in the marketing side? Yeah. Well, the, my talk was, I mean, I, I come into this uh, marketing conference as not an expert in digital marketing at all, but I wanted to tell my story from my perspective, and, and what I've done for the company is essentially create a visual story. And so I've you know, woven in the visuals and, and wanted to make sure our aesthetic was, was really on point and would be timeless and classic. And, and so I, my, my thought was I would display that here and, and kind of outline how I went about doing that. And, uh, and then I wanted to kind of get into sort of inspiration to uh, where we're going and, 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 and why we're doing it and, and uh, where we see ourselves in a few years and that kind of thing. Um, so in terms of growth and where we see uh, marketing coming into play, I think that once we get to a, uh, the end of my talk, by the way, was a, 
a, a point I was making is that we we're going to be building a new brewery. We're outgrowing our current space, and um, that's going to be much bigger than our, our current space. We'll be able to produce about five or six times the volume that we're doing now. And at that point in time, I think, which is going to be in two years, uh, I, I believe marketing is going to become a much bigger role in our, in our company. Um, so I think we're going to grow the team a little bit. We're going to have much more focus and emphasis on uh, reaching um, consumer. And uh, yeah, it's going to become a whole another task and a whole, a whole beast in itself, I think. Um, so we take it one step at a time. And, and thankfully, we can grow incrementally. And you don't just scale up to five times the size overnight. And uh, so, so we'll get there. But marketing will inevitably, be, inevitably become a way bigger part of our business in a few years' time. You, you used the word relatability, yeah. um, and then you played a video yeah. that was produced by agency, yeah. uh, and I assume it's going to be you know part of your marketing efforts moving forward. Yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about why, why it was important for you to, to make that video, what you hope it accomplishes, and, yeah. and how that video plays on the, the theme of relatability. Sure. Yeah, no, the video uh, came about because I wanted a way to... Um, to kind of launch the announcement that we're going to be building a new brewery. And I wanted it to be like an impactful way and kind of an abstract way too. Like I didn't want it to be the typical kind of interview video with shots of the brewing process and all that. I wanted it to be more landscapes and more suggestive. And, and um, so we, we came up with the idea that we're the four wins and the four main people in this business. Uh, we kind of um, highlighted uh, each of us in the video kind of coming together for a final dinner party together celebrating this new new venture and uh, and then I, I what I hope is that the ending will will show people what the whole uh, first two minutes was about because it's 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 important to get to the end where it says four winds is building a new home but I wanted to use that video to launch uh, basically yes the 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 uh, uh, the news or the announcement that we're, that we're opening a new brewery, and we haven't done that yet. Uh, it's not even really public knowledge, it's, it, there's rumors about it, but we're working on some permitting things with Delta and we're getting through the final steps of that. Um, but pretty soon we're gonna start building this brewery and it's, it's gonna be pretty incredible. It's, uh, it's gonna be a lot larger than, than we are now and it's gonna be something that you won't find anywhere else in the Lower Mainland. And maybe lastly, or one of the last questions here, you talked about people leaving social networks. Yeah. And, you talk about also needing to do more marketing. So, yeah. do, is, there, is there kind of a, like a little disconnect there, or maybe even fear from your side, where um, the, the connection to, yeah. to people is changing, and you don't yeah. really know how? Uh, I, how I don't know how it's going to play out. There's uncertainty there. Yeah. Um, I'm not really all that worried about it, but there is uncertainty. I, I know social media is here to stay, but where it goes is I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and so we have to kind of keep our thumb on the pulse of that and, and try to figure out how to navigate it. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, from my experience, I, you know, you probably see too, I got friends that leave this or that because they're sick of it or you're getting overwhelmed or you feel overstimulated or anxious about it, you're always on there. And so, there, so we have to combat that a little bit with uh, being creative and, and thinking of other ways to connect to people, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. so why don't you finish by telling uh, our, our listeners and our audience, what's the most popular beer you've got right now and then where, where people can find you guys? Okay. Um, well, our, our most popular beer has always been our IPA, our standard IPA, that's in a four-pack of bottles. You can find it at pretty much uh, any government liquor store throughout BC, as well as all the private liquor stores. Um, 
that's generally, it's, a, it's an amazing IPA, but generally IPAs are the most popular craft beer style. They're not for, any, for everybody, um, but the second most popular and maybe our most famous beer is called Nectaris. Um, Nectaris is a dry hop sour beer, um, so it's, it's really tart, light-bodied, effervescent, uh, tropical fruit notes, and really easy drinking. People that don't even like beer tend to like this beer. It happened to win Canadian uh, Beer of the Year in 2016 at the Canadian Brewing Awards. And uh, that one you can find also at most of the government liquor stores, uh, a lot of the private liquor stores. So we also have, we've got about 10 or 11 full-time beers that are on the market at all times. Uh, you can find us at pretty much any liquor store uh, in BC. Um, just ask for four wins. We're also at a million different restaurants and, and bars. So. We're easily found. And when you talk about product being, you know, the first focus, when when you do focus, you know, so much and do it well, yeah. when win awards, that acts as your marketing, right? Yeah, so, it's so been huge for us. Really yeah. And the year before that, we won Brewery of the Year uh, in 2015 in Canada. So that was massive for us. We didn't expect it at all. And uh, so from there, we just trying to keep doing what we're doing and trying to constantly improve and and uh, you know figure out ways to get to the next step. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.